foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. Sharon, we've been talking about really tough stuff, trials, persecutions that seem to be playing a dominant role in our society today. Yes. And I'm reminded of going over to the book of Jeremiah because he was facing really some of the exact same situations. And so in Jeremiah 1.5, there is a principle that is established that I think we really kind of need to camp out on today. And the Lord is telling Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. That sanctified means I set you apart. And then he said, and then I ordained you a prophet to the nation. I gave you a commission. I gave you a calling is what that word ordained means. So I'm looking at this word sanctified, and I realize that we have been set apart And there is a process by the way that becomes known. In 1 Corinthians 1.30, the Lord says, He has set us apart, and that's a position that we have. That's a Uh permanent thing. But then there is the application of how does that sanctification take place. And the Lord has given us an example, and He says that He has a field where He has a wheel Placed that he puts us on to refine us. It's called the potter's wheel. Okay. And that potter's wheel takes what he can't use as best in our lives, and he places us on it for the clarification, the ramifications, the changes that need to be done so that he can have his best in us, not only now, but for all of eternity. And there's a little phrase that I read recently, Sharon, that made a pretty strong impact on me in summarizing why we need the potter's wheel. Okay. And I'm going to read it slow. All right. (laughs) But in this day of illusions and utter confusions upon our delusions, we base our conclusions. Well, that sounds a lot like a lie believed as a truth will affect your life as if it were true, even though it's a lie. And now we could probably sign off. We've said all we need to say. (laughs) (laughs) But our illusions will always bring us to confusion when they are the misbeliefs that we have chosen to believe as truth. Right. And confusion always troubles the heart and the mind. And once we are in a state of confusion, 
then we are prime targets for our conclusions to result in the delusions that take us into doubt, deception, depression, despair, disappointment, destruction. All D words from the devil. Okay. All right? So now when we fall into this quagmire of discouragement, which was, by the way, one of the enemy's greatest tools that he has in his toolbox, we know we're not living the Christian life of victory. We don't have the joy of the Lord. Well, so you're saying that when we base our conclusions on delusions or illusions that are presented to us as facts, then we end up having doubt and depression and despair and disappointment. So when we have those feelings, are we on the potter's wheel? Can't those feelings be there if we're on the potter's wheel? Well, but remember, he's having to crush what he was molding. So we don't need to try to figure out all the timelines today. Sometimes he is molding something, and he's making a beautiful vessel out of it. And then for reasons unknown to us, it explodes. And so he has to mash it down back into a clump of clay and start over. He was fashioning something good. We don't always know the reason for the explosion. Sometimes that is when the person has been on the potter's field and now they're going through the process of being broken. I've heard different people say sometimes people can choose to get on the potter's wheel. Sometimes people can be on there but not recognize it until there is a crisis and then they start to blame everything else except the fact that they are in the hands of God being molded on the potter's wheel and they don't recognize it. So they are blaming everything else, which brings them into the illusions, the confusion. Okay, the del- okay. All right? So it is up to the Lord how he says when he has us on the potter's wheel, how long we remain there, and when he can then use the string to cut us free from the wheel so that we can go into serving in his best that he has planned for us according to what he told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, 5. Okay. He's also telling us. So the potter's will is the sanctification process. That is the process of being set apart. Yes, and we are being set apart, Sharon, for a purpose. God wants his best first in our lives. And when sometimes he sees that the progress is not taking place, then he uses different measures to keep us on the path. And the potter's wheel is one of those methods that he uses. But the potter's wheel is really because he wants us to be conformed unto his purpose and his glory. And we can resist the change. Well, Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. Well, Sharon, I'm glad you took us there because really over in the next chapter at Jeremiah 18.4, it says the vessel that he made of clay 
was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Now, this message was primarily written in Jeremiah for the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. But the principle can apply to us, Sharon, and that is the potter's wheel is not a fun place to be. Pressure is applied from the potter's hands to shape and mold the clay. And, you know, it's not really up to the clay to say how they want to be molded. The potter decides what he wants to do, when and how. When he wants to put it on the potter's wheel, how long the clay stays there, and when it's time to set it free by putting a string underneath the finished product, cutting it free so that it can go into the purpose that it was on the potter's wheel for. Well, and the Lord doesn't want us to suffer loss when we see him face to face. So that's a lot of the reason why we are on the potter's wheel. Absolutely. And we resist it because we don't recognize that the pain, the tribulation, the distresses that we're going through have a positive purpose. Right. We just want to get off that wheel and get on with living. Yeah, because it's uncomfortable. We don't really grow in comfort. So we have to be uncomfortable to grow. It is through those trials and those tribulations and those pressures that we find ourselves in growth, being set apart. And we don't know all the perplexities of how the potter works. We just know the potter works. And he has a reason why he does, uh, Sharon, and that's really seen in Philippians 3.14. And it says, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. So Paul knew that there was something more than just living a life down here. There was an eternal goal, and the Lord many times has to have us on the potter's wheel because we don't want to look upward for what our eternal calling is. We just want to look comfort-wise in our temporal circumstances and where we are right now. And then we'll do ministry but we won't do it as his first chosen vessel. We will have settled for second best. And if that is as far as we are willing to go, the Lord is not going to force a piece of clay that consistently remains resistant. Okay. Some pieces of clay are unworkable, and we don't know why, but the Father does. Well, Isaiah 64, 8 says, We are the potter, and you, our clay, and we are the work of your hand. And I'm reminded of the course, change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may it be like you, because you are the potter and we are the clay. Mold me and make me, this is what I pray. So again, It goes back to the heart of being willing to sit on the wheel and allow God to mold and shape us into His image. And that's why mentoring matters. 
Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.